Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Fall is a great time to head to the farmer's market. For those in Detroit, they get to visit one of the biggest and best markets in America every week. October is Michigan Apple Month, so we'll check in with a traditional cider mill operation and with the director of the Michigan Apple Committee to see where we can find freshly picked apples. And the Pure Michigan brand is celebrating its 15th anniversary. In recognition, we're giving you an opportunity to celebrate with us. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, and uh, I hope you are enjoying this time of the year as much as I really always love uh, this time of the year. Fall for me is really special. You know, we had a great summer. We were able to get out there and enjoy the beaches and uh, and all the things that we love to do in the summer. But this is the time of the year where we can see all those beautiful fall colors, and then kind of transitioning into. Uh, kind of that mixture of slow down and then hurry up as we, as we get ready for the, the holiday season. So I'm looking forward to traveling out there in the next few weeks. And we're going to give you some great ideas and some things to do as you travel around this season as well. Let's get to our first guest of the day, Sam Moriakwas. I hope I have that right, Sam, is from the Eastern Market. He is the Senior Marketing Manager for Eastern Market. Sam, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about first about the Eastern Market, kind of the uh, the story of the Eastern Market for people who really don't know much about it. Sure. Um, Eastern Market is the one of the oldest and largest public markets in the United States. We're in our 130th year in 2021. Um, right off of downtown uh, Detroit, we uh, welcome you know tens of thousands of guests every weekend for safe shopping, local fruits and veggies. Uh, food trucks, prepared foods, uh, flowers when they're in season, you know, and many other things, especially coming up pertaining to fall. Well, now, uh, tell me, was there like a a Western market or a Central market, or was it always just Eastern market on the East side? There was. I believe there was originally three Hmm. sort of similar markets. So it was Eastern market, Western market, and I believe Cadillac Square market. And Hmm. uh, a lot of cities only had one sort of comparable produce terminal market uh so a lot of cities went from one to zero we went Mm -hmm. from three to one and eastern market has kind of carried that legacy into the 21st century well thank goodness it has because it's it's great that america still has some of these great kind of european type of uh, markets out there and eastern market being top of the list for me in the uh, city of detroit now Uh, Eastern Market is located literally on the east side, just off of uh, I-75, near Mac, I believe, right? Yep, Mac and Russell is sort of uh, the north end uh, down past 375. Yeah, it's a a cool location, and it's it's hard to describe. Why don't you describe the market itself? Oh, man, Uh, especially on a Saturday, it's just an atmosphere where everyone can really come together. Um, 
the neighborhood is very well represented in terms of three big cultural connectors, which are food, art, and music um, on a Saturday. And throughout the week, you'll really find any of those things at any given time. Uh, and it's a really good place for people to sort of um, be welcome into someone else's culture or community or food or a style of artwork or a style of music they maybe haven't heard. So it's a great place to get connected, get some healthy, fresh food, um, see some incredible things, some performers around the market and shop with some incredible shops. And uh, we're home to over 500 small businesses between um, about 150 businesses that are located actually in the Eastern Market District and another three to 400 vendors sort of rotating throughout the seasons. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are, are hearing this and having never been there before are thinking, hold it, isn't this a, a farmer's market? Uh, you mentioned all these other things as well. Yeah, I think these days we're really um, happy to expand to support many different types of small businesses. I think the root and core of Eastern Market will always be food. Um, but nowadays, in order to, to really thrive, it's many different components kind of intertwined. Well, of course, uh, people can go there um, most any Saturday, but uh, you have special days and hours and it's times of the year. And I know that the holiday season, as it approaches, you guys are going to be um, opening up to additional days, additional hours and, and additional activities as well. Yep, that's correct. So uh, we have holiday markets coming up. Um, they typically start around Thanksgiving and end around Christmas Day. Um, usually on Sundays are those dates. So uh, basically the Sundays between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I think we might do one additional Sunday this year. Um, we sometimes do a Tuesday market just prior to Thanksgiving. So kind of get some last minute, you know, family meal ingredients and components locally. Um, and we might add another one or two stay tuned for the holiday market dates as they get confirmed. Yeah. And, and you know, now we're going to be talking to uh, somebody from a cider market later in the program. We're also going to talk to the uh, folks from the Michigan Apple Committee because October is uh, Michigan Apple Month. Uh, I, I suppose you're going to have a lot of apple type products at the, the market as well. Yep. Apples and mums and pumpkins and cider and donuts and all of those good fall items will be in full effect on Saturdays. Now, is there, is there like a vendor or two that's there every week that uh, people really look forward to? That's a good question. I think uh, that answer is slightly different for everyone. I could call out a couple of them, but really, um, you know, it's kind of a come to the market and find your favorite product or vendor or, you know, it just depends on what you're looking for. I think that's one of the nice things about the market is um, some people come really just to grocery shop. They're there to get their produce for the week and be out. Others are coming almost um, as fans of art, checking out all the murals in the neighborhood. Some people are just kind of uh, grabbing a coffee and seeing what they can see. And I think um, we're happy to be a, a nice cross-section for all of those people and all of those vendors. Well, it's so great that Eastern Market is still around, not only around, but thriving. There have been some big additions there uh, uh, to new new buildings there, right? Yeah, definitely. So a lot of um, things have been sort of changing in the neighborhood and moving around. There's been uh, some sort of street escape for revitalizations in the past few years. Um, over the past 10 to 15 years, we've done a lot of revitalizing of the shed themselves. So um, for those listening who maybe have not been to the market in 10 to 20 years, I think things look a lot different. But Yeah, yeah, um, sorry, sorry. yeah it, well, a lot different is exactly the case. Uh, you need to get there. The website is easternmarket.org. And Sam, uh, need to say thank you, and we'll talk to you later. Remember that website again, easternmarket.org. 
going to talk cider next on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. And you know, this time of the year, one of the things I also like to do, in addition to going to great places like Eastern Market, like we were talking earlier, I just like going to farmers markets. I like going to farms, especially at this time of the year, because all that produce is out, all that, all those fruits are out. It's it's just such a, a great time of the year to explore our farms, our, our, our areas all throughout the state. And every so often, as you're traveling out there, you find a cider mill. And sometimes you find really good cider mills. So we're going to talk about one of those really good cider mills now. It's Yates Cider Mill. It's in Rochester. And to tell us all about it, let's bring in Kate Titus. Kate is owner-operator of Yates Cider Mill. Kate, it's great to have you in the program. Thank you for having me. So first off, uh, let's show people where Yates Cider Mill is as we as we look at our right palm, because I know you're in the lower peninsula. <laughs> Whereabouts are you located? <laughs> We're located under the thumb. So uh, we are just north of Detroit. And we, uh, we're located in Rochester Hills. We have a location also in Lake Orion at Canterbury Village. But the historic cider mill is in Rochester Hills. Well, and, you know, the difference between cider mills um, today and yesterday is back in the day when you went to a cider mill, you would get, you know, that uh, really great, fresh-tasting, sweet uh, beverage that everybody can drink. These days... There's all these adult ciders out there as well. So so let's be clear. What type of ciders do you offer, and what can we expect when we come to Yates Cider Mill? Sure. Well, we specialize in the best fresh cider that uh, the state of Michigan has to offer. At least that's what we think. Yeah. Uh, we, we focus on... Uh, premium fruit in our cider. So every every batch of cider is made with fruit that's sorted and cleaned and um, and we mix the varieties so that uh, we get the exact taste that we're looking for, a blend between sweet apples and tart apples. And um, and of course that that is changing throughout the season as different apples come um, into harvest. So the, the recipe is always changing depending on what we have um, available to us. Uh, but always just a beautiful mix of uh, up to seven, eight varieties in every batch of cider. Well, that shows you how little I know about this and uh, <laughs> and how you make cider because I, you know, I, I I tend to not really know a lot about so many things I find out through this program. So it does depend on, you know, the, the taste is uh, is reflective of the, the different types of apples you use. That's right. Yeah, some are very sweet apples, some are very tart apples, and uh, wonderful cider is just a blend of all of those. So, what in your uh, mind? What is the best apple to use to make the absolute perfect, sweet, delicious, fresh-tasting cider? Uh, well, because the varieties are always changing, um, you know, it kind of depends. You know what time of year you're talking of course november you're going to get some of the best cider because it's the sweetest that's when the apples the apples tend to be tart when they're first picked in in august and early september they tend to be the tartar apples uh but some of the some of the 
old standbys are always Macintosh and um, Golden Delicious. Those are some of the favorites. Of course, we put some Honeycrisp in there, you know, just a, a nice blend of, of apples for sure. And the process, is it um, like I imagine that um, basically the apples are crushed and, and the, the juices are squeezed out? Is that basically it? That's right. Yes, we are. We Because we're a historic cider mill, we're, we're still pressing on uh, one of the original presses. And so it's a rack and cloth uh, pressing system. So the juice kind of runs through a, a cloth and um, is then filtered and UV treated for safety and, uh, and bottled uh, for everyone's enjoyment. So what do you do with what's left of the apples with that mash, so to speak, that's left over um, in that process? Right. It used to be the farms would all take it for feed for animals, um, but with lack of farms, it just goes to a composting landfill where it, it just becomes part of the earth again. Yeah, well, that is the uh, the, the sad truth about farms, kind of uh, family farms disappearing. That's one of the nice things about uh, Gates Cider Mill uh, being there. Um, now, do you have your own orchards or do you um, source apples from area orchards? That's correct. We source from area orchards, some in Romeo. We get a lot of them from West Michigan as well. Uh, we never did have an orchard because the history of this cider mill uh, back in 1863 started as a grist mill and a sawmill. And as the farms grew and, and they had more apple trees planted in the area, uh, they put in a cider press here. And the earliest history we have of cider pressing is 1876. Uh, where they were just pressing for the farmers, and that's how it all got started. Was just pressing cider, for, and they would turn that into vinegar for the for the farmers. Um, and as that production grew, and more and more apple orchards were 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 becoming available, um, it became a retail operation as well. Well, I know today when you come to Yates, uh, of course you're going to be looking for that cider, but there are all these fun things to do as well. Um, why don't you tell us about that, and then any idea when they started and, and how that all came about sure so um you know our our because we don't have an orchard here uh there's some different things but we more focus on a, a very calm relaxing outdoor uh activity for the family really so we have a beautiful clinton river with trails that people can take a walk if you have children we bring in pony rides and animals that they can feed uh from a local farm there are apples of course even though we don't have an orchard we sell um apples that have come straight from the orchard in Michigan. We only sell Michigan apples. Um, Frank and Moose Bud Shop is here, and um, we sell all that good stuff at our store in Lake Orion as well. Nice. Now, um, is this the only place to get Yates Cider Mill um, Cider, or do you offer this at retail at other locations? Just our two locations in Lake Orion and Rochester is all um, you have to come visit us in order to get that yeah. great cider. Yeah, that's great. Now, um, I, I should have asked you to be a little more specific. So if when people are coming to the Rochester Hills area, uh, give us the address, please, because people can look it up on their phones. Uh, sure. And any We're... directions that might be helpful as well. Sure. So we are at 1990 East Avon Road in Rochester Hills. We're easily accessible from M59 and DeQuinder Road and from I-75 and Rochester Road. So you just head north from both of those locations and we're easy to find on Avon Road. That sounds great. Now, I have to ask you about this because cider is just not cider unless you have something to, to, to go down <laughs> with it. So are there any uh, food products like maybe um, 
Those delicious donuts available. Like maybe donuts? Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We uh, we love serving up some fresh donuts. So we make our donuts uh, slowly all day so that everyone can receive fresh donuts. So they're made made in small batches, just what we need for the for that time. And so everybody can have fresh plain or cinnamon sugar donuts to go with their fresh cider. Oh, that's nice. Well, with an operation like that, I suppose uh, you must have had uh, at least a few families involved in the uh, ownership over the years. Any idea about the uh, the history there? Yeah, so the Yates family uh, moved here in the 1860s and started the farm, uh, the, the mill, and then um, they had three generations that ran the operation. Hmm. And then in the 1950s, um, the Posey family purchased it from the Yates family. They were uh, very good friends and business partners at that point, and so the Posey family uh, has had it now for three generations. Wow. Um, I am the third generation of that family. So it's been six generations total so far. That's, that's really cool. Well, I love these, these, uh, these old places that have great history, heritage, culture behind it, and, of course, really good product. So we need to check out Yates Cider Mill soon in Rochester Hills. Uh, for more information, go to the website. It is YatesCiderMill.com. Yates CiderMill.com, and that's Y-A-T-E-S, CiderMill.com. Our thanks to Kate Titus for being with us today. Kate, uh, thank you so much. We'll talk to you another time. Thank you so much. Alrighty. Well, I'll tell you what, um, you know, we're going to still be able to talk about apples here. So if you're, you're just looking to find that, you know, the best tasting apple that you can find in Michigan, we're going to talk to another expert about apples next. Uh, actually, Diane Smith is the executive director of the Michigan Apple uh, Committee. So that's coming up next right here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, and I know we just talked about apples and apple cider specifically, but forgive me if I just want to keep on talking about it, because as I mentioned as we started the Yates Cider Mill conversation, I'm a real apple fan. I mean, I actually, heck, show me something I don't like to eat, but but I, I just really like the fact that apples come in so many different varieties. There are so many different tastes. They're so portable. I mean, it's such a, a handy and healthy food, and it just tastes so good. And, um, and I'm also fascinated at the fact that uh, either through hybrids or just through natural uh, plant growth, there are so many varieties. So I want to learn a little bit more about apples, specifically apples here in Michigan, because I know apples uh, are Michigan's biggest crop, I mean, most important crop. So let's find out more about that and about all these varieties of apples that you're going to be able to find on your fall trips all around Michigan by bringing in Diane Smith. Diane is the executive director of the Michigan Apple Committee. Yes, there is such a thing as a committee of apples. And uh, Diane is from the group. And Diane, we should probably explain that uh, because you're a commodity group, so you you help represent uh, apple farmers, right? 
We do. We do. Yes. We, we represent all the Michigan apple growers for the state and we help them with, you know, making uh, sales of their apples and exporting apples and everything in between. So that's, yeah. And it's, it's super important because um, first off, everybody knows farmers, I mean, they deal with enough issues. They needed uh, professional support when it comes to education and advocacy and promotion. And I know you you certainly get involved in all those things. So let's find out uh, how important first the the apple crop is to Michigan. Can you give us some some sense on how important this this crop is to us? Sure. So, you know, we are the third largest producer in the U.S., but we are, as you said, the largest and most valuable fruit crop for the state of Michigan. So um, it has a huge economic impact from, you know, everything from local communities to businesses that supply and, you know, work with the apple industry directly. Um, All those input costs and everything, the suppliers that, you know, the apple growers work with on a regular basis. So it has a huge, huge um, input for the state. And um, I think that, you know, looking at how our our orchards have grown so much in terms of, you know, more, uh, I guess, technology in the orchard with better plantings and more high density, um, you're just seeing the industry really explode here in the state and have such a great impact. When you have a lot of small family farms that are all part of this process, I, mean, I know some a lot of bigger farms as well, but um, a lot of people are employed through this industry. Any idea what the numbers are there? I believe it's one in every four jobs in the state of Michigan is is affected by agriculture. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's it's definitely big, and all of our farms in Michigan for apples are family-run farms. Yeah, I, I didn't think we had any big like uh, big no. manufacturing type facilities. Yeah, well, that's cool. Now, uh, for those of us as we're traveling around this season, I uh, know as we were just talking to the Yates folks, I love going to these you know, cider mills and farm markets and and farm stands. And there are a lot of places, a lot of ways you can find apples right now. Uh, There's a long period, it seems like, of harvesting apples. I mean, I I was eating fresh Michigan-grown apples in mid or late August. So I know they're out there for a long time. Kind of fill us in on on that whole process and, you know, where they are um, and what the, what the, uh, the harvesting time period is. Sure. So um, apple harvest starts in the state, like you said, about mid-August, depending on, you know, the weather and everything, how far along the crop is. We start with some early varieties that you might be used to, like the Paula Reds and Ginger Golds. And then after Labor Day, it really ramps up. Um, and we have all the, you know, fan favorites like the Galas and the Honeycrisp. Um, and we harvest generally through the end of October. So it's, you know, it's a pretty good, you know, eight to 10 week process for um, harvest every year. And we do have some varieties that just require a little bit more time on the tree that, you know, get harvested later, like the, like the Pink Lady or the Evercrest Apple um, or Fuji. So um, every variety kind of has its own time, um, you know, in the orchard and when it needs to be harvested. Yeah, I've always thought of um, apples mostly grown in like the Grand Rapids, Sparta, you know, that Uh West Michigan area. But uh, earlier this season, I was on vacation kind of in the northeast side of the lower peninsula. Not only did I see a lot of so-called wild apple trees in various places in the wilderness, 
and that always means there was a settlement there. But I also noticed um, more apple tree farms than I ever expected. I was really surprised. Yes. I mean, the majority, like you said, our production is on the west side of the state, everywhere from, you know, the Leelanau Peninsula um, down to the border of Michigan on the west side. But we do grow apples pretty much everywhere in the lower peninsula. Um, I have heard that there's an orchard up in the the UP as well, but I'm not quite sure uh, what varieties they grow. And it's probably a really short season up there. Yeah, yeah, I I bet it is. So now what are the kind of give us an example of some of the varieties that are here. Um, and their kind of taste profiles. Sure. So Gala, of course, is the number one apple that we grow here in the state of Michigan. Um, And it's really kind of a sweet apple for sure. Um, Definitely has some pretty color to it. But the fan favorite, of course, is the Honeycrisp. Um, You know, it's it's a bit of a diva. It requires Hmm. a lot of special attention, um, which is why you might see that for a little bit higher price. Um, it's just a very temperamental apple. Uh, so we, and then we also grow some really great Fujis. Um, but our newest variety that we're really kind of getting into now is Evercrisp. And, um, it's a great apple that really holds up well in storage. And so it's really great after the first of the year, but we also have them here in the fall and it's really, uh, sweet, juicy, firm, and, um, it just really is really crunchy. It's just a great apple and honey. Crisp is one of the parents of the Evercrisp, so um, it's got you know some good genes in there. <laughs> well, I, I, I actually saw an apple um, in the Sheboygan area, and the the inside of the apple was red. I'd never seen that one before. That was very very strange. Yes, there are some varieties that naturally do that. Um, huh. That they um, the skin color can kind of bleed into the flesh a little bit of the mm-hmm. apple, and um, yeah, it's it's kind of a cool thing. And we have gotten calls before asking if that's okay, and it, it's entirely natural. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with the apple. <laughs> well, it sure was delicious. That's all I know. Yeah. So um, so right now, as people are going out there, uh, a lot of folks like me. Um, kind of want to stay maybe in a certain area and just kind of wander around, drive around. But it is nice to have a destination and it is nice to know where, you know, these various opportunities are either for you pick or for farmers markets or, you know, orchards where you can um, maybe get uh, bushels of apples or whatever. So does the Michigan Apple Committee provide, oh, like a map or, or any kind of directions on the various places we can go? Sure do. We have on our uh, webpage, which is michiganapples.com, and there's a section called Where to Find. And we have a farm market section where you can go to the region of the state that you're visiting, and you'll see all the orchards, um, you know, in the on-farm markets and cider mills that are available in that area. You can click on them. You can see their websites. You can see everything about, you know, what they might have in store, whether it's some additional agritourism um, stops, you know. Uh, so a lot of family fall, you know, fun, which is our heritage here in the state, is going to cider mills and uh, pick operations for sure. Well, those those cider mills with the donuts, and quite often they have the, the little, um, you know, rides and, mm-hmm. and such. I just think that's such a great opportunity for families, not only to have a good time together, but to introduce to children where food comes from. 
Exactly, exactly. It's it's a great learning opportunity. And a lot of these um, agritourism stops really have some great information on, you know, educational information so that the kids can learn a little bit more. Um, we also have a section on our website for kids that has a lot of great information and games that kids can play and learn more about apples. So people are, you know, you're more people are free to check that out whenever they want to as well. That, that app, that uh, website, I almost said that apple, that website <laughs> is michiganapples.com. So you'll find, uh, you know, directions on various places to go. Information as well. And as Diane said, some very important information for kids. Um, I've said many times on this program, my wife is a retired teacher, so there was never an opportunity where my son wasn't learning something. And I think that's that's a great thing to do while you travel is teach the kids various things uh, that are important for life down the road, and this would certainly be one of them. So go to that website. It's michiganapples.com. I want to thank Diane Smith, the executive director of the Michigan Apple Committee, for being with us. And, Diane, I forgot to say, happy Michigan Apple Month. Yes. Yes, <laughs> that's it over. That's right. Yes, it is. <laughs> totally forgot that. That's why we, we were able to talk to you. So, <laughs> Diane, thanks for, for being with us today. I'll tell you what we're going to do next. It's the 15th anniversary of Pure Michigan. We'll tell you more about that next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, and as we've been talking during this program, this is just such a great time to travel in Pure Michigan. You think about all those fall colors, they're uh, they're just fantastic. We still have a, a, a little time to enjoy the fall colors. I, I think it was a surprise to many to see those fall colors really start to pop in early September, but I kind of expected that. The trees were hit pretty hard with a lot of hot uh, temperatures and either too much or not enough rain during the season, and that really impacts the color. So that's what I always look at as we get ready for fall. Um, we, of course, want to encourage people to get out there and to enjoy those beautiful fall colors and to do other things as well. So we have a fall campaign at Pure Michigan that we have uh, been um, enjoying this last uh, month or so. Let's bring in Kelly Wolkemont. She's our managing director at Travel Michigan and uh, find out uh, what that's all about. Kelly, it's good to have you on the program. Now, um, how long have you been at Travel Michigan? I've lost track. So it's been 10 years um, since I've been with Travel Michigan wow. and uh, working on the Pure Michigan campaign. So you've been with the, the, uh, the office almost as long as Pure Michigan has been around. Pure Michigan is celebrating its 15th year, and we'll talk about that anniversary celebration of sorts in just a bit. But let's first talk about the fall campaign, because I know there are a lot of people who have been reaching out to me and they've been saying, hey, we're seeing these beautiful billboards, you know, where is this, where is that? So what are we doing right now? So yeah, so we have a campaign running right now, started the end of August and will run through October. And we have broadcast, we have a new commercial called Are We There Yet? And celebrating everything that fall has to offer for travelers throughout Michigan. We have billboards, as you mentioned, throughout the state. Uh, we have a bus in Chicago, rolling downtown Chicago and exposing um, the beautiful Michigan fall imagery to people visiting downtown Chicago. We also have some online um, digital programming as well and some social ads active right now well you'll you'll find this interesting and maybe a little funny i, I just happened to bump into the voice of bass pro shops the other day at a meeting 
and he was telling me he really enjoys doing their ads and such. And he says, now, who does your ads? Because the Pure Michigan ads, whoever voices that, they're, they're perfect. And you can really tell this guy loves Pure Michigan. So a lot of people are still surprised when they hear who the voice is. Yeah, that, I mean, it's still amazing, right, that people, um, it's such a recognizable voice, but it isn't because it's not in its normal frame. Um, Tim Allen, obviously, is the voice of Pure Michigan, and he has an immense love for Michigan, and it's an honor to have him as part of the campaign. It really is. I happened to bump into him earlier this summer, and he reminded me again what a pleasure it is for him to, to be the voice. And when you hear him talk about Pure Michigan, uh, unless you're hearing him in a stand-up, but if you if you hear him talk about Pure Michigan in those ads, you can tell he's experienced it, he loves it, and he wants you to do the same. Now, this this ad we're running this fall is called "Are We There Yet?" Is that it? Are we there yet? Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know it's on YouTube. I believe. Um, describe yes. that ad. It's it it really is a beautiful ad. Yeah, so it's really a beautiful ad, and again, celebrating the beauty of Michigan in fall and talking about, you know, traveling down the dirt roads and enjoying the leaves or, you know, going through a city, right, um, and enjoying everything that a city has to do for fall or, you know, going to the cider mill. Um, so just some really beautiful scenic Michigan um, imagery in there and then obviously Tim Allen's voice and talking about are we there yet are mm. we there to that destination and you know that's what the Pure Michigan campaign is all about is you know bringing people to that amazing destination that we have here in Michigan so they can develop um, you know those connections with people and I think people are really looking for continuing those connections with families and friends um, you know, especially since the tough times we've had lately. Yeah, well, speaking of those tough, tough times, I know some people occasionally ask me, gee, why do you promote traveling during the pandemic? You know, isn't that, uh, you know, dangerous and such? And so they really are asking, are we there yet? Are we ready to travel? How would you answer that? I'd say absolutely. You know, there's opportunities to travel safely throughout Michigan. We have so many, we're abundant natural resources. We can social distance naturally. Michigan was made up for that. So we have the opportunity, the destinations are taking it seriously to keep the travelers safe as well. Yeah, and you know, it is uh, a give and take. Uh, we're expecting that everybody as they travel do all they can to um, make sure everybody else is as safe as possible. And that means distancing and keeping your hands clean. We all know those protocols now. Mm -hmm. So, so you know, hey, we're getting together with friends and family. Let's, let's you know, get out there and just think of other people in every way. And I really am hoping that as we get through the pandemic, people will be more thoughtful uh, of others in a variety of ways. We'll see how it all um, comes out in the end. But so the fall campaign, um, really happy to see uh, some of those uh, billboards out there as well. Are they just in Michigan? No, we do have some regionally as well, and they will be up through the month of September. Now, did I see that some of those billboards are actually, they're like big TV screens uh, somewhat? <laughs> yes, so some we have some vinyl boards, traditional boards, but then the digital boards as well. So they yeah, do look like a big TV screen. That's a pretty cool thing to see. Um, so as you're, you're going around, you might see a beautiful image and you wonder, where is that located? Is there a way for people to find out or they just need to send us an email? Yeah, so Michigan.org, we do have the billboards posted and it outlines the location um, so that you can also experience that destination. Yeah, and so just so you know, it, there's a reason why we don't, you know, place the, the location on there, right? Right. I mean, you know, um, 
there's so much that you can communicate on a billboard, right? And we want everyone just to enjoy the beautiful imagery. And again, there's opportunity. Michigan.org is our outlet for anything on our campaign. And, you know, showcasing them on Michigan.org as people are you know, finding their inspiration for their fall travel is a great opportunity. I absolutely agree. Well, um, so whether you're going to a market, whether you're going to a cider mill or an apple orchard or whatever, or if you're just going out there to enjoy the beautiful colors, we still have time to get out there and enjoy fall in pure Michigan. So we're encouraging you to do that. Now, Kelly, it is the 15th anniversary of pure Michigan. Uh, we are celebrating that fact because not many brands can can last this long. You know, you think about Coca-Cola or you know, General Motors, Ford, you know, those are brands that are in people's minds and they mean something and Pure Michigan means a lot to everybody. So 15 years, uh, how can people take part in in recognizing uh, the fact that um, we're still going strong? Yeah, so to celebrate the anniversary, Pure Michigan's teamed up with the Mighty Mitten in Ann Arbor to create six limited edition vintage travel posters of some of the state's most iconic destinations like the Mighty Mac, Pitchered Rocks, Sleeping Bear Dunes. Um, we also have Lake of the Clouds, Grand Rapids, and Detroit posters. And they are just incredible, and they are pieces of art. Um, so those are actually outlined on Michigan.org if people are looking for more information on how to purchase those. We also have a relationship with the Mitten State in Grand Rapids. And we have a number of um, merchandise opportunities there. Um, with the Pure Michigan Collection. And for both of these, we have a portion of the sales do benefit the Michigan Cares for Tourism, which is an industry effort to help restore historic, cultural, and natural attractions throughout the state. I love that, that uh, not only can people celebrate and, and have a, a beautiful piece of art in their home, but uh, a few bucks go to this very good cause that um, helps to fix up, clean up, uh, important, um, mostly state park assets around the state. So it's a beautiful thing. Only about a minute left, Kelly. Uh, I know that we're uh, doing some things with Pandora as well. Yes, so with road trips in mind, uh, this past summer we created a Pure Michigan playlist with Pandora, and we worked specifically with them to curate the music. It's a six-hour playlist, which includes a well-rounded mix of Michigan and non-Michigan artists. Well-known Michigan performers featured like Bob Seger, Stevie Wonder. Listeners can also enjoy some of Michigan's newer music talent with The Accidentals, the rock oh, yeah. band Greta Van Fleet or even the up-and-coming Michigan artist, Kanan Elizabeth, and her song, Torch Lake Breeze. So a great inspiration for when we're out there enjoying the leaves this fall. First time I heard Greta Van Fleet's name, I thought it was a polka band. So, you know, it just tells you. So, so I really did enjoy listening to this on Pandora. Look forward to doing more of that as well. And um, should mention that um, uh, we um, have been um, working with Shorts Brewery again on that fall IPA. It might be all out by now because it goes fast. But uh, look for that in cans this year. And it's cool that it's being distributed not only in Michigan, but as far away as, uh, let's see, Colorado, which is pretty cool. So Kelly Wilgamet from Travel Michigan, thank you for joining us. Of course, the website is michigan.org. So that's all the time we have for Travel Michigan today. We'll talk to you next week right here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling.